Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Well, the business world is in chaos, and I believe that we all need a stable center of some kind and some solid operating principles. And that's what brings us to today's guest. His name is Mike Koenigs. I had a chance to sit down with him. You're going to hear the complete interview. I'm going to divide this up into two episodes. This first one is a little bit longer, second one shorter, but I think you'll enjoy hearing from Mike Koenigs, K-O-E-N-I-G-S, MikeKoenigs.com. I think you'll enjoy it. Talk about transformation, lots of different issues. Are you ready? Then brace yourself. Let's go. It's time for the Bill Kasky Podcast, a weekly show carefully crafted to help you grow your skills and your results in business. Now, here's your host, Bill Kasky. Usually, I do my podcast solo, but today I've got a very special guest, and I've had guests on before, but I'm pretty picky and particular about the kind of guests that we have on and the kind of content and topics that my guests talk about. And I want to introduce you today to Mike Koenigs, K-O-E-N-I-G-S. Mike's been around uh, the sales and marketing and internet world for many years, but uh, we're going to talk to him today about a specific topic. Actually, we're going to talk to him about a lot of topics, but we're going to start with this notion of reinvention. Mike Koenigs, welcome to the Bill Kasky Podcast. Hey, it's nice to be here, my friend. <laughs> it's been a long time, man. Yes, it has, for you sure, were, yes. You were on one of our podcasts years ago, probably in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And you were so generous with your time and promotion of it. And uh, we'd kind of lost track of each other. And we just started up doing some work together again. So I'm glad you're here. Yeah, it's my uh, my pleasure for sure. It's uh, great to be here. And I'm super excited, first of all, to spend some time in the flesh with you. Uh -huh. But also, we're going to be spending a full day together. And we're about to have dinner with our wives uh -huh. and uh, good friends. So I'm super excited about the opportunity and the well, adventure. Good. Yeah. You know, I'd like to give my audience a little sense of your background, but I don't want to spend a ton of time on that because I, I feel like your credibility is going to shine through as we start to have our discussion. So why don't you give the Caskey podcast audience just a, a minute or two on, you know, kind of how you got to where you are today, what you're doing today, and then we're going to dive into some key questions. I think the the short version is born and raised in a very small town, Eagle Lake, Minnesota. I've been an entrepreneur all my life, and I've always been good at figuring out how to make stuff happen. I love taking stuff apart, figuring out how it works and psychology and hacking stuff. So um, the way I got started writing code is to start writing video games. And then I learned how to remove copy protection from video games. <laughs> and that got me a little bit of a reputation. <laughs> and I really figured out how to crack and hack and that kind of thing, which led me to figuring out how search engines worked. And one of my first companies was Traffic Geyser, which effectively was a, tr a search engine hacking software platform okay. that distributed video. I also had to, I figured out how to hack video marketing online before there was a YouTube. And so when YouTube and all these other sites came along, I was sort of like the guy ahead of the curve. 
I figured out how to hack mobile marketing, mobile text marketing before there was really a way of doing it and developed a platform called Instant Customer. And then I figured out how to hack the Amazon platform with books and I helped 1800 business owners become best-selling authors. And now I am really, really interested. And I think what I'm known for is helping visionaries and experts build empires. So my superpowers are, first of all, really figuring out how to zoom in on someone's big vision and helping make it bigger and figuring out what to do and how to get there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Second part of that is then being able to become them in their mind and become their ideal perfect customer and communicate the message they need to hear to their right fit audience super quickly. So then all you have to do is just model that. So I'm really good at just getting inside the heads of multiple people simultaneously. And then the third thing is how to amplify that message using the latest technology, even like Mm -hmm. the studio we're in Mm -hmm. right now. I built and sold four companies and two of them to publicly traded companies. And now I work with executives and prevention and professionals and helping them reinvent themselves because I had to do the same for me. Yeah. So the, the ahead of the curve thing, because I've always seen you as the guy who's slightly ahead of the curve, not on, not on the crazy side of the curve, but just slightly ahead. And that comes from the ability to get under the hood and look deep, doesn't it? And I think a lot of times we end up surfacing everything. We kind of skim over the surface and, and we don't really stop like with podcasting. You know, I've got a couple of podcasts and I really love it because I was in the radio business for a while. Or, or, yeah, you radio. got the pipes, man. Well, you got great, great, uh, great voice for it. Where I, but, I'm kind of, I don't, I don't think. Well, yeah. I don't know about that, but I, I think that what has caused us to have some success at both of these is that we're willing to say, well, how does podcasting work? And what is RSS feeds? And how do people find iTunes? And how do people search on it? Instead of just producing a podcast every week, mm-hmm. I think we've had a chance to go. And I think that helps us be ahead of the curve a little bit, but but don't you think that's that's the kind of element responsible for your success is the the, the ability just to do, like I look at this studio here this doesn't just happen no no this is this is my seventh studio that I built okay and here's I'll answer your question because I think the real answer is I know when to stop so I have a lot of friends who are engineers and the problem with engineers is they engineer for engineers instead of taking it just to where it needs to be and I know my limitations. I'm really good at spotting the trends ahead of the curve and figuring out how to monetize them. First and foremost, I don't spend any time on anything because I grew up broken poor and I hate being broken poor. And I also grew up in the Midwest where it's cold and it sucks. Okay? And you're broken poor. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so triple whammy. Yeah. And and so I, I hated being broke and poor and last and cold. And I vowed <laughs> that's why I live in San Diego now is because because, you know, and, and like I earned check, it. Check and check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, and and the other thing is I figured out how to communicate nerd to nerds and find them and motivate them and find people who are smarter and better than me. But I also knew what would make money and keep food on the table for my team and me with an eye for building something that could be sold someday. So I always look through the, the lens. I used to love just nerding out and doing tech stuff. But the truth of the matter is I don't really like it anymore. I don't enjoy like this studio has been, 
an act of pleasure and it's been incremental. And even if it looks kind of sophisticated, what's beautiful about it is its raw simplicity because there's the fewest moving parts with the maximum results possible. And that's what I build. And I also think through my customer's lens, which most business people are, do not have good technical skills. Okay. And they don't have the ability to learn this stuff, communicate it, or even even think about it. They don't understand how it works. So to them, it looks like magic. And my job and your job is to simplify and make something practical and get someone to the 80%, even 65% is good enough. I agree. I try to keep my eye on what it needs to be versus what it could be. And uh, that's the distinction, I would say. Yeah. 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 So let's go get into um, this topic of reinvention because I've, uh, you have a podcast with Dan Sullivan. It's called Capability Amplifier, and it comes out weekly. Yes, it, it does. Weekly. Uh-huh. And I listened to it. I got a little behind on episodes, but I caught up the other day. And one of the ones, one of the ones that you had on recently couple months ago was about this notion of reinvention. Now, a lot of what you talk about there is reinvention, but you had one. And I want to, if it's okay with you, I'd like to put out some quotes or some uh, topics that you talked about there. Mm -hmm. I think our audience would really be interested in your take on some of this. So can I just go through this list four or five things? And if you didn't say this, if I've, if I misquoted you, I just correct me or tell me who you're talking about. No, I'll just pretend everything's cool. (laughs) (laughs) We live in an unsettled society, chaos everywhere. Our ability to reinvent ourselves is very high right now, and, and it will help us cope with the world in chaos to be crystal clear about who we are, what we want, and what our offer or message is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is that, was that you that said that? Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. uh-huh. Let's just say yes. Let's go uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, it's so interesting because I just did a podcast with Dan today. We actually recorded three episodes. And... I have determined through my lens that there are five values that are critically important in our, in our moving forward. And, and so the premise behind some of what I said there is uh, we live in a world outrage and more fake than ever before. And uh, one example of fake is fake outrage, fake news. Our government is obsolete. Our institutions that we used to trust are all extinct and obsolete. There are, there are unfortunately people holding on to dead corpses and dragging right, them around. Right. All right. And, uh, I think the universe is screaming at humanity saying you must evolve or you will go extinct and die. All right. There's all sorts of things going on. And again, you can interpret that however you want. And I don't want to, you know, sound like a sensationalist, um, you know, revelation guy here. It's more of, although some of it, I do truly believe it's true. So what is happening too, is the social media world is fake. Um, the moment Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and the rest of the social platforms were infested by the Kardashians and those like them, the shallow, low frequency, um, sensationalists, the platform became very uninteresting to me. And it's one of the reasons why I sold my businesses because I hate it. I hate social media, but what I, what I, what matters to me doesn't matter. But I thought now, why is it, you know, I decided to explore not just the feeling and say like, what does this represent and how can that be an opportunity? And I realized a bunch of things. One of them is besides all the noise and confusion and overwhelm, the fastest way to, to get yourself in a space of total chaos and overwhelm 
and anxiety is to spend time on social media. I don't. I pay people to do it now. So my first prescription is stop it. Unless you are genuinely making money from it, but even that, filter yourself from it, have someone else do it. You shouldn't be doing your own social media if you are a human being of value. Unless that is your, um, you know, if you gain pleasure from it, and in that case, time it. All right. Um, <laughs> next up, the values. And this is the more important reflection, which is the values that matter most and the skill sets that will matter most in now, in the near future, are creativity, co creation, innovation, true leadership. And there's, and, and there's, I say true leadership because there's a meaningful back structure behind that. And then finally, transformational experiences. I believe now more than ever before, we have this beautiful technology like you and I are doing this podcast. We have a virtual worldwide radio station, the ability to communicate with pretty much the entire human race free of charge Mm -hmm. and build an audience And a certain number of those people raise their hands and say, I want to work with Bill Kasky. I want to work with Mike Koenigs. They contact us and they already know who we are, what we do, why we do it, who we do it for. And they're like, what does it take to work with you? That's correct. That is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And what it means now more than ever before is because the institutions that are around us are virtually rotting corpses already – like education and medicine and money and banking and government, they're all just broken. Mm -hmm. They're extinct. And that represents massive opportunity for smart, high-frequency entrepreneurs that understand that we live in the greatest moment in human history where magic can really happen. And we are nearing a singularity when man and machine are being united and unified, when we are permeating the membrane of the physical world with the digital world, which means also going on into the mystical world and the spiritual world. You know, science is finally recognizing what the mystics have known have forever. For thousands. Yeah. And so that is a terrifying time for low-frequency coal huggers, okay? So what do you mean by high-frequency? Explain that to me. So I'm going to go on a limb for a moment and uh, just say it the way I see it, which, for example, the current uh, government of the United States of America, uh, run by a cartoon character who I would regard as a low-frequency, fear-driven, sensationalist guy who is not representative, not brand representative of what this country is or could be. And again, that might, you know, you know, some people are hating. It's sort of like, look, it's just a matter of we are, we've got a bunch of worldwide bullies in power who are not elevating humanity or education and represent, I think, dangerous, ignorant thinking processes and people who are fighting for their coal mines, let's face it, human beings shouldn't be in coal mines. That's a good job for robots. Mm-hmm. And if you're still hanging on to that for whatever godforsaken reason, or if you think that it's okay to cut the genitals off of women, I personally think that fundamentalist Islam is a low-frequency operating system that served a purpose thousands of years ago to keep primitive people alive. It has no place in a modern civilized planet, okay? 
and getting away with shenanigans that involved segregation and racist uh, behavior is low frequency behavior to not see other human beings as equals. Now, I believe that if you exhibit bad behavior, you should lose certain rights. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sitting here trying to be some left winger. And on the other hand, it's like we've got a, a whole group of people who believe that every college should have a cry room. And uh, I think we've moved towards the sissification of entire generations. And we've had multiple generations of boys raised by women. We have very little yeah. true masculine leadership in Western society today. And that is broken and it's low frequency. So I think that to sum it up, fundamentalist behaviors, federalist behaviors, are all what top I would down, consider low frequency. Yeah. yeah. And and like we lack great leadership and forward thinkingness. And I think we do not only in government, but in our businesses too. Not all. Totally. But but I think it's uh I, I see a lot of low because I'm happy to see what you said about low energy versus high energy. Yeah, but low it, frequency. I, it in yeah. I, I think we've always seen it in the federal, in the, in the government. But mm -hmm. it just seems like even in companies, it's like, come on. And, and there's some that are just awesome. Mm -hmm. But, um, okay, that helps me. That's good. So you talked about the five things, creativity, co-creation, leadership, innovation, and transformational experience. So you talked also about the the obsolescence, the obsolescence of certain things yeah. is the sales. And since a lot of our listeners are salespeople, business, sales managers, and leaders, what do you see as the future of the sales person or the sales organization given all this? Yeah. All right. This is great. First of all, I've never been more excited for selling and sales and marketing than ever before, because as I said, you know, like creativity, this is something that robots and AI and machine learning are not going to replace necessarily anytime soon. Like at least good creativity, great innovation, co-creation, meaning human to human. Mm -hmm. When I said transformational experiences, that means getting people together for real, not, not on Instagram, not on right. Facebook. So if you're a good salesperson and you are relationship driven, now's a great time to be alive. And I think now, you know, and, and science has proven this, we live genuinely in the safest time in human history, despite the sensationalist media hoo-ha. Uh, we live in the wealthiest time when more wealth and abundance is upon us I than agree. ever before. Yeah. And it also means that with that, there are more millionaires and billionaires than ever before. And... There's more cash available and more wealth being created, which means there's more opportunities to sell and more opportunities to press the flesh. And we've got great tools like artificial intelligence powered LinkedIn and social media where you can reach people right. to schedule an appointment and then press the flesh and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Now, having said that, if you are a lazy salesperson who relies on old stuff that can be easily replaced by an AI, you should be shaken in your boots. If you are unwilling to be coached or trained or reinvent yourself, you should be shaken in your boots. And I think there are certain tasks and jobs that robots should do, but selling and relationship building, um, people would rather 
communicate and connect with a person, right? especially a skilled salesperson who's a great storyteller and a great entertainer. And that gets back to being creative and innovative. You just gave the list here of just really a checklist or a a grade, uh, a grade sheet for you to go through and say, am I creative? Am I good at co-creation? Am I innovative? I mean, this is the future salesperson, your five values. Yeah, it totally is. And, and yeah, and a salesperson who's innovative and creative and wants to learn about how to use artificial intelligence based search tools or connection tools and right fit apps and, and own them instead of being owned by them. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that comes down to discipline and behavior, but like I'm fascinated right now with comedy. I think comedy right now is awesome. I think uh, folks like Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr are frazzling of the <laughs> airwaves and they're up, tearing they? yeah. apart yeah. the stupidity that and, exists and in our saying, world today. Yeah. Finally, maybe the worm is turning yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I think a great salesperson should also take some acting classes mm-hmm. or some entertainment classes or some stand up and become not only interested, but interesting. Again, if you want to elevate yourself, um, building a personal platform and a brand has never been more important and than easy, now. And easier. Totally. And still people are struggling with it. That concludes episode one of my interview with Mike Canings. Join me next week. We'll get into a little bit more detail on transformation, transformational experiences for your prospects and clients, and how to really kind of figure out who you are. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next time. By the way, Go to BillKasky.com if you want to uh, sign up for anything, newsletter, or we have lots of videos and audios on that site, BillKasky.com. If you want more Kasky, go to BillKasky.com and you can get on his list or set up a time to speak live. And make sure you share this episode with your tribe too. 